Hello, this is Dr. Ed Hill, host of This Week in the Word, where we grow in our knowledge of the Word of God and our walk with Christ. You've joined us for the episode for Sunday, June 13, 2021. We're glad you're here today. Now, you happen to have come on a day where we're going to bring to a conclusion a series that we've been in for, I don't know, two or three months, quite a while, and the series that we're ending today is called What's Next? And it's where we've looked at what Bible prophecy predicts is coming upon the world in the future. And some of it may be in the very near future as we see events going on around us. But we're glad you're here today. We're going to close out What's Next, and I'm praying and thinking about what we will get into in our next episode next week. But anyway, we're here today, so let's get to it. You know, in this series, What's Next, we've talked about a lot of scary things that are ahead for the world. And it would be very understandable and very easy to get a bad case of the what-ifs. What if this happens? And what if that happens? And what if this doesn't happen? And what about that? And what about this? And we can tie ourselves in spiritual, mental, and emotional knots if we're not careful thinking about the prophetic future. You know, today as I record this episode on June 13th, 2021, it just happens that June 13th is the 28th year since my father passed over from this life to the next life. I believe he's with the Lord Jesus Christ right now. I remember when I was a grade schooler, he would take me on camping trips and fishing trips on the military reservation at Fort Benning. He was active duty as a soldier, and we could go out there, and we never hunted. I guess you could hunt on Fort Benning, but we definitely camped and fished on King's Pond, And uh, we fish, for sure, on Victory Pond, which I think is part of the Ranger Training Battalion now. But as a grade schooler, I trusted my dad that whatever came up on those trips, he would help me and he would protect me as a tiny little grade schooler. You know, what if we ran into lions and bears and tigers and such? (laughs) I had, as a child absolute reliance and confidence, trust, and peace and comfort in knowing that my father would take care of me. You know, and as we close the series out, what's next? We can look back at many of the scary things that we've seen in these episodes that are still ahead for the world, according to Bible prophecy, And it can be pretty bad if we're not careful. We can worry about everything and we don't control anything. Now, we can have some idea from Bible prophecy about what's coming for the world. But you know, when you get down to cases, when you get down to you and I, we can develop a bad case of the what ifs about our own personal challenges in light of these prophetic events. Well, if this is going to happen in the world, what's going to happen to me? How will that affect me? And we could even worry about just our own personal challenges 
completely not even concerning Bible prophecy. We've got to be careful about that. Listen, you might want to write this down. We cannot know what our future holds, but we can know who holds our future. I'm going to say that again. We cannot know what our future holds, but we can know who holds our future. It's Jesus, right? If we are trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord, and we are looking forward to his return, we know he's got it covered. We need to be leaning into Jesus I mean, when, when we feel like we can't do it, we don't know what to do, we don't know what's coming next, just lean hard into Jesus because he will get us through it. Amen? You know, out of hundreds of possible passages in the Bible, there are three that I'm going to read today, and I believe you will have heard one of them for sure. You may even have heard the other two. But as you listen to these today, I want you to think about what it means to leaning, to be leaning into Jesus, to lean hard into Jesus when we're concerned, we're worried, we're perplexed, we just don't know what to do. That's very important. So the first one is this. In the New Testament, there is a letter called the Letter to the Hebrews, and we just simply usually call it Hebrews. Well, in Hebrews 4, verse 15, this is what we read. For we have not an high priest, which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. That's talking about the Lord Jesus Christ, our great high priest. For we have not an high priest, that's Jesus Christ, which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. That is, it's it's not like he's our high priest, but he just can't identify with what we go through. You know why he can identify? Because he came to earth as eternally pre-existent God, self-existent, took on human form, was born as a baby, grew up and lived on this planet until he was crucified, dead, buried, and resurrected, and then he ascended back to heaven. And he's in heaven right now pleading for us, as it were. His very presence there as the perfect God-man, when we trust him as Savior and Lord, it assures us of our eternal life with him. We're born again, and we will live and reign with him. But I want you to listen again to what Hebrews 4, verse 15 says. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, you know, our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted like as we are, 
yet without sin. So if you're thinking that you can't go one more step, you can't deal with one more thing, I want you to remember that you and I need to be leaning hard into Jesus because He has already walked where we are walking now. And He does understand what it's like to live on this earth. And more than that, as great as that is, even in addition to that, He is resurrected, He is in heaven, and he is our high priest, and he understands. Amen. Let's look at another passage. Hebrews 12, verses 1 through 4. Hebrews 12, verses 1 through 4. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Ye have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. So just when you and I think that we can't we can't go anymore. First of all, we have to remember, like verse 4 says, that, hey, for almost everyone listening, no matter what stand we've taken for the Lord Jesus Christ, we haven't resisted to the point of bleeding for the cause of Christ yet. In, in terms of, um, for example, the Chinese pastors that I heard about this week, regarding their faithfulness to Christ, their imprisonment, their torture. Currently, right now, they are in prison. And you know why many of these Chinese pastors are in prison? They will not worship the state. They worship only Jesus. Amen. They worship God. Government is not God. They will not compromise the Word of God. They will not compromise their ministry. And if that means that they have to be in prison for four years or nine years, hardly fed, getting no visits, no contact, then so be it. And they made their minds up before all of this happened that under no circumstances would they renounce or abandon the Lord Jesus Christ, and their testimony is great, and all of the church in China knows their testimony, and you know what? That testimony has gotten out worldwide. You're even hearing about it right now. Now, they have resisted against tyranny, spiritual tyranny, to the point of striving, to the point of suffering where they may bleed and they're in prison. Well, most of us can't say that. 
But looking back at the earlier part of Hebrews 12, 1 through 4, he says in verse 1 of chapter 12 in Hebrews, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let's just stop right there. Who is he talking about? Hey, the heroes of the faith mentioned in Hebrews chapter 11. Go back and read that. Of people that with God's help, they went through whatever they had to go through and were faithful to God. It's like we're running a race on a track and there's a stadium around us with spectators and the spectators are the heroes of the faith and all believers of the ages who love the Lord Jesus Christ and have gone before. And I don't know how much they can see or know, but they, they are aware of us still running the race. And we're told here to lay aside every weight. You know, runners and athletes often train with weights and practice so that when race day comes or the event, the game or the contest comes, and they take those weights off, they feel like they're lighter than air. They're stronger than you could possibly imagine. Well, sin and the burdens of this world are like weights on us, and we're to lay those aside because they can hinder our race. And he says there, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience. That's hanging in there under the load. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. You know, I just thought of this. The race set before me will not probably be exactly the course that is set out before you. But with the Lord's help and his presence, you can run your race and I can run mine to the glory of God. So we run that race knowing that we're being cheered on by those who've gone before us who have made it, and they know that with the Lord, we will make it too. Amen. Verse 2, looking unto Jesus. There's that idea of, of you know, I, I use the phrase leaning into Jesus, but the Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author. You know, my, my salvation wasn't my idea. It wasn't yours either. You didn't get the idea one day that I should be saved. The Lord put that in your heart. <laughs> looking unto Jesus, the author. He started this whole thing. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. You know, he will complete the work that he started in us, the Bible says. So when it's very difficult, very dark, very heavy, very challenging, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. So he, he understands what this is like. Verse 3 says, For consider him, that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself. You know, there weren't large crowds cheering Jesus on. Sure, on the day that he entered Jerusalem, they shouted his praises, but a week later, it was hard to find very many people who were cheering for Jesus. 
For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. You know, the race that we run can make us tired and weary. And when we get tired and weary, it's like Vince Lombardi, the great Green Bay Packers football coach, once said, fatigue makes cowards of us all. That's a great quote. Well, it works that way spiritually. When we get worn out and we're trying to do it in our own strength and we're forgetting to lean into Jesus, we can get weary, we can faint in our minds, and we can't do that. We've got to look unto Jesus. We've got to lean into Jesus and realize that He will get us through. And whatever we're going through is nothing compared to what He went through in order to be our Savior and Lord. Amen? Amen. One more passage. I've used this often in This Week in the Word at dredhill.podbean.com. I think I've done one or two episodes already involving this passage, and I've used this, I think, a few other times in some of the other messages, but I use it again today shamelessly. You know why? This psalm speaks to my heart. This very morning, I not only listened to several psalms read uh, on BibleGateway.com, I started listening to the Word of God. When I heard that faith cometh by hearing, I thought, well, maybe that's literal. So I've started listening to the Word of God. Maybe you want to try that. But this psalm this morning, in addition to the others, I put this on repeat. I don't know how many times I listened to this this morning. And you might ask yourself, why? And I'm thinking, if you knew me, (laughs) you would know why. (laughs) I need to know daily, many times a day, what we're about to read. Psalm 23, verses 1 through 6. If you've never memorized it, it's high time that you did. And you can say this to yourself throughout the day. When fear comes up, when your faith has reached the limits where it's at and you need the Lord to pull you through, when you see the challenges you face, when you think about prophetic things in the future, it'll help you to quote this to the Lord and to your own heart. Psalm 23, verses 1 through 6, because that's all there are in this short psalm. This has often been called the shepherd's psalm, written by the great King David, who had been a shepherd boy. This is what David was inspired by the Holy Spirit to write about our Lord Jesus Christ. Psalm 23, verses 1 through 6. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, 
I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. If you've never memorized it, memorize it and constantly quote it to yourself and comfort your hearts and minds and build up your faith and your walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Leaning into Jesus, I think that's what it's going to take more and more of as we go forward in the world's future. One day, the Lord will take his church home and we'll be forever free. But until then, we need to be leaning into Jesus. Amen. You know, if you have spiritual questions or you would like to know how to become a Christian, I want you to call this phone number. Someone at this phone number will speak with you about your spiritual concerns and help you. 877-247-2426. Listen, with Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can know for sure how your eternity will turn out. Instead of rejecting Him and ignoring Him and keeping Him out of your life, bring Jesus Christ into your life that you might grow in faith and in your trust in Him. So call that number and someone will either help you come to the Lord as a Christian today or they will help you grow in your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, I'm glad you joined us in this final episode of What's Next. I hope you will follow or subscribe to This Week in the Word at dredhill.podbean.com. We'll be beginning a new series, hopefully next week. And when you subscribe and follow, you'll get notification that a new episode has been posted. Thank you so much. Share this with someone, and God bless you this week.